The Fitch Bandwagon with Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Fitch's new cream shampoo. For Fitch thoroughly cleanses the heaviest or finest hair, leaves it smooth and glistening with romantic highlights. Fitch cream shampoo is made with two beneficial beauty aids, purified lanolin and the finest olive oil. Lanolin is used to soften the hair. Olive oil is used to bring out sparkling highlights. A small dab of Fitch cream shampoo whips into hands full of double-rich lather. Then to rinse, a swish of plain water and every bubble of suds is gone. Fitch cream shampoo is economical, too. Compare the size of the jar. Compare its low cost. At drug or toilet goods counters, buy Fitch cream shampoo for softer, shinier hair. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch Shampoo, presents the Fitch Bandwagon with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Robert North, Walter Scharf and his music, and starring Alice Fay and Phil Harris. Today, as we look in on the Harris home, Phil has just read an interview that Frankie Remley has given to the morning paper. It has upset him considerably. Alice and the children are listening as he gives vent to his feelings. Alice, just look at what Frankie had the nerve to say in this interview. This is murder. He takes credit for the whole program. Just wait till I get my hands on that low-down, double-crossing, southpaw guitar player. I'll break every bone in his miserable body. Are you unhappy, Father? <laughs> What's wrong, Daddy? Plenty! <laughs> Just listen to what Frankie said when they asked him about his part on our program. Quote. <laughs> Being the star of the Fitch bandwagon, I am continually hampered by the inferior talents of my supporting cast. <laughs> It wouldn't do for me to mention names, but one of my stooges is a curly-headed band leader who's always singing about the South. In my humble opinion, he should remain a musician and not try to be a comedian. A musician? Could he be referring to you, Phil? He ain't talking about Rachmaninoff. Well, I don't see anything to get excited about. Frankie's always saying things like that, but nobody pays any attention to him. You're acting so silly. Oh, I'm acting silly. I'm acting silly. Well, read what else he says. Go on, read this. Read this one. All right, one. all right. Let me see it. Another one of my stooges is a rather attractive blonde singer who would do well to spend more time in the kitchen and leave the airwaves to people who don't have domestic responsibilities. LAUGHTER 
<laughs> well, of all the nerve. A rather attractive blonde singer, huh? Could he be referring to you, dear? He ain't talking about Nelson Eddy. <laughs> and listen to what else he says. Oh, this is worst of all, Phil. I also have to put up with two youngsters who would be better off at home studying their ABCs instead of radio scripts. Two youngsters? Phyllis, could he mean us? He ain't talking about Lum and Abner. <laughs> I can't understand it Frankie gets an interview He gets his picture in the paper Luella Parsons mentions him I'm supposed to be the star of the show And he gets all of the publicity How does he do it? Oh, it's obvious, Phil He must have hired a publicity agent yeah, He's well paying then... someone to get his name in the paper All right, all right He's paying someone to get him in the paper I gotta do the same thing to protect myself For people to think he's more important than I am I'm gonna hire myself a press agent oh, You don't need one, Phil William handles your business affairs And he can get your name in the papers Willie? Sure That brother of yours couldn't get my name in the paper If I was Margaret Truman singing at the Republican convention <laughs> Willie Look, Alice, I know it hurts you when I say anything about your brother But the guy don't know nothing about show business He's a square, you can tell him by the way he talks Every time he comes in, he gives with that Good morning, Philip And it's starting to drive me nuts Where is Everybody. Oh, there he is now. Will you get the greeting? Ah, there you are. Hello, Willie. Hiya, Philzy. You see, Alice, he did the same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hiya, Philzy. What's that? It means good morning. <laughs> so I had to ask him. Look, Willie, you're supposed to be handling my publicity, but Frankie's getting all the notices, and I ain't. Why ain't I? <laughs> I'll tell you why. As your public relations counsel, I deem it advisable to avoid any indiscriminate notices that might prove detrimental to your professional status. <laughs> yeah, well, I never looked at it in that light before. <laughs> well, I can see your point, Willie. That's a very interesting prognostication. And at this point, I would like to inquire as to the feasibility of your vocal tirade. In short, what are you beating your gums about, Clyde? <laughs> Philip, what I'm trying to say is I don't believe in cheap publicity. Now, I've gotten your name in quite a few periodicals. Yes, yes, that's right. You have the bookkeeper's annual report and the seed grower's journal. <laughs> oh, William, why don't you get Phil something in the theatrical trade papers like Billboard or Hollywood Reporter or Downbeat? I did, Alice. Only six months ago, I got Philip a very nice mention in the radio editor's report. Nice mention. Stalin would get a better review in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I suppose you could do better. I certainly could. <laughs> if I was handling your publicity, you'd see your name in the paper. Oh, bosh. I'll wager you couldn't get my name in the obituary column. I could if you'd cooperate. <laughs> Now, let me tell you something, Willie. It's important that I get a lot of publicity and I'm going to get someone else to do it. Very well, Philip. That's what you want. Go ahead, but be careful. Bad publicity can hurt one. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what happened to poor Alice when she announced she was going to marry you. <laughs> Goodbye, Philip. Goodbye. <laughs> what does he mean, poor Alice? Nothing happened to you. 
He's got a lot of nerve saying a thing like that about you. Yeah, he sure has. One more crack like that and I'll hit him over the head with my annuities. <laughs> Please, Alice, don't be gruesome. <laughs> You'd stomp him right into the ground with anything that heavy. Now, honestly, Phil, I agree with you. I think you ought to hire a professional press agent to counteract Frankie's publicity. Certainly I should. Oh, I can't understand how Frankie could do anything like this to me. He's pal. I wonder if that could be your pal. Don't be funny. It couldn't be Frankie. He wouldn't dare come around after this. That double-crosser. He's probably hiding out someplace. Hiya, curly old pal, old chum. <laughs> oh, it's you, huh? How can you have the nerve to show up here after what you did to me? You, you Benedictine Arnold, you... <laughs> seem a little perturbed, Curly. What's eating on you, buddy of mine? You know what's eating on me. Who is it, Phil? Oh, it's you, Frankie. What are you doing here, you, you Benedict Arnold? That's Benedictine, Alice. <laughs> Thanks. Frankie, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. What you did is dishonest. Please, Alice. I resent that. I'm the soul of honesty. You're not being fair. Least you can do is tell me what you're accusing me of so I'd have the chance to lie out of it. <laughs> We're talking about that article concerning you in the paper today. Oh, that. Well, such is the penalty of fame. <laughs> Press is always hounding me for interviews. You know, Curly, sometimes I wish I was a no-talent guy. <laughs> <clears throat> like you. Oh, so I'm a no-talent guy. I'm a no-talent guy. Phil, Phil, stop agreeing with him. <laughs> I don't know what you saw at me for. It ain't my fault if the press of the nation feels that I'm of such great news value that they keep building me up. Oh, stop it, Frankie. You hired a press agent and you know it. Press agent? What's that? <laughs> You're being paid by somebody to get your name in a paper. You're paying off, that's what. You mean there are people who do things like that? <laughs> How degrading. How can anyone be that low? Suppose you tell us, Shorty. <laughs> not only did you infer that I'm not a comedian, you didn't even have the courtesy to mention my name. You're right, Curly. I'm ashamed of myself. But I'll make it up to you. The next time my press agent prints anything about somebody not being a comedian, I'll see that he mentions your name. <laughs> oh, so you admit you've got a press agent, huh? Well, look, Remley, I'm getting one, too. Alice, what's the name of that guy you used to handle your publicity? Oh, that was Jack Mulcahy, and he's very good, Phil. He can make you famous overnight. Good. I'll go down and see the guy right now. Oh, by the way, Remley, huh? when Mulcahy gets through publicizing me, people won't even know that you're alive. He'll tell everybody. He'll make everybody know who's the star of the Fit Show. Goodbye, Mr. Remley. <laughs> Unemployed guitar player. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Curly. I'll go with you. I can't let this happen to a nice guy like me. If Curly gets more publicity than me, it might undo all the undoing I've done. Uh, look, Curly, you don't need a publicity Save your breath, agent. Ramley, save your breath. If you want to come along with me, all right, but don't try to talk me into nothing. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I never thought you'd do anything like this to me, Ramley. You hurt me. You plunged a knife into me and not a word of apology. You haven't even said you're sorry. If I kiss you, will you forgive me? <laughs> <laughs> come on, let's go over and see Mulcahy. So long, Alice. I'll see you later. Bye, Phil. 
Come home early. Remember, we're going out tonight. Phil doesn't know it yet, but he's going to take me dancing. It'll be the first time in years. Why does a wife always have to beg her husband to take her dancing? It's always the same plea. Papa, won't you dance with me? Oh, dance with me. Please dance with me. Papa, take a chance with me and dance with me tonight. And when you whirl me round and round, we'll go right off the ground. We'll go around and round. Yes, we'll go. And when we hear the trombone slide, both be gliding high up to the sky. I love the polka party. Well, won't you dance with me? Oh, you dance, dance with me. They say you dance. dance with me. And Papa, when you hold me, hold me tight. Oh, Papa, won't you dance with me? Not that he don't like to dance a bit That's just the heck of it He loves the way they play the polka Papa, Papa, won't you dance with me? Please dance with me Oh, won't you dance with me? And Daddy, when you hold me, hold me tight Papa, ain't the music grand Could it be Phil Harris's band? Let me see, Mulcahy's office is right here near NBC someplace. You just wait till I get this publicity agent, Frankie. He'll let the people know just who's who on this show. I think you're taking this whole thing too seriously, Curly. Yeah. Oh, that little publicity I got don't mean anything. I bet nobody even saw it. Hello, Mr. Remley. Nice picture of you in the paper. Thanks. <laughs> I don't mean anything to the public, Curly. I'm just a guitar player. Nobody even heard of me. Hello, Mr. Remley. I thought your program last Sunday was wonderful. <laughs> Everybody knows that you're the big man, Curly. You got a famous name. Yeah, but who changed it to Remley? <laughs> Everybody's saying hello to you. They're just friends of mine. But the radio public knows you. Look at those autograph fans over there. They're waiting for you, Curly. <laughs> Where did you hear him as we go by? Say, George, here comes a famous radio star. Yeah, who, who is it? Who is it? Well, that's Frank Remley, the star of the Fitch Bandwagon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just read all about him in the papers today. Hey, tell me something, Jenny. Who's that schnook with him? <laughs> I don't know. He's always with him. He must be the one that carries Mr. Remley's guitar. <laughs> That's the last straw. There's nothing lower than a guitar carrier. <laughs> Unless it's a uke man. <laughs> Seems nobody knows me. I better get the Mulcahy working fast before everybody forgets me, including my children. Now, what you Curly, done to me? Listen, Curly, maybe you ought to get my publicity man. I don't think this Mulcahy is the guy for you. What are you talking about? He's great. Alice says he'll make me famous overnight. Takes them that long? <laughs> Let's 
go see my boy. No, thanks. I want a guy who'll get me some quiet, dignified publicity. Well, that's my boy. That's the kind of publicity he'll get you because he's quiet and dignified himself. He's the most unassuming and reserved guy you ever met. Yeah? What's his name? Blabbermouth Grapper House. <laughs> this guy's great, Curly. Look at the publicity he got for me, and I'm a nobody. Think what he can do for a big man like you with your looks, personality, ability. Yeah, it should be a cinch. <laughs> with my wealth of natural resources. Uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, where is this guy of yours? Come on, I'll take you over there. <laughs> Well, Blabbermouth, I'm back again. Hello, Remley. Uh, you want some more publicity, huh? Well, I got a great idea for you in this afternoon's papers. I can see the headlines right now. Frank Remley starts fourth party. <laughs> How did that appeal to you? I don't know. I'd probably be elected and I wouldn't have time for my music. <laughs> I'd have to give up my guitar. I don't know why. Harry didn't give up the piano. Yeah? I guess I can handle both. I accept the nomination. I do not covet any public office, but if the people of this great nation call upon me to lead them through this moment of national crisis, I feel that I... Thank you, General McCarthy. <laughs> Look, Blab... We're here because I want publicity. Now, can you make my name famous? <laughs> can I? Why, I guarantee to have your name on the lips of every man, woman, and child in this country within 24 hours. I can take anybody and make them a household word. Now, what is your name? <laughs> Bill Harris. Oh. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. What do you mean, tough? What's wrong with the name Phil Harris? Doesn't appeal to me. You'll have to change it. You'll have to change it. Your name must have rhythm. It must appeal to the women. And above all, it must be unusual. Uh -huh. Would it help if I changed it to Helen Twelve Trees? <laughs> I don't like that. How about Mary Miles Minter? <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Those are women's names. Now, personally, I like something like uh, Eric von Stroheim. <laughs> Look, Bob, I ain't changing my name for nobody. All I want you to do is to get me some front-page publicity. Oh, front-page, huh? Well, that's gonna be a little difficult. Unless you've done something sensational. Like what? Have you ever committed uh, a hammer murder you'd like to confess to? <laughs> not lately. You're not cooperating. Ah, uh, wait. Wait a minute, I've got it. I got it, I think. I think I can fix it for you to become the first draftee. <laughs> that I like. That I don't. Like Curly. That's unpatriotic. Any American should be proud and happy to join the army. Then why don't you join? What do we Frenchmen know of the American army? 
Mr. Harris, this is the greatest idea that I've ever had, and you've got to do it for me. You have got to join the army. Wait a minute, Blabby, I can't. I've got a family to think of. I've got two kids and a wife who supports me. <laughs> oh, you're married. Where? Mr. Harris, would you be interested in poisoning your wife? <laughs> what kind of a harebrained idea you think... Hey, would you settle for a brother-in-law? <laughs> hey, Frankie, this guy's a screwball. I gotta see Mulkey and get dignified publicity. Oh, wait a minute, Curly. If that's what you want, Blabbermouth can get it for you. Why, of course I can. Just tell me what you want, and I'll have it printed just that way. And to make sure there's no mistake, Curly, I'll write down everything you want said. Go ahead. Well, okay. Now, on that basis, I'll do it. Okay. Now, look, fellas, I really don't want this publicity for myself. I want it for the show, and particularly Alice. So now put it down this way. All right. Quote, Alice Faye is happily married to and madly in love with Phil Harris, the star of the show. Now, look, and to prove that I'm a big man, you should also mention Frankie Remley, one of the stooges on the show. <laughs> now, have you got that, Remley? Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Now, you can go on to say... You go on to say that I'm also in love with Alice, who, although she has two children, doesn't look old enough to be a mother. Got it. All right. Now, while you're doing it, you might describe Alice's beauty, too. Tell them she has golden blonde hair, baby blue eyes, and vivid red lips. Now, have you got that straight, Remley? Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm writing down everything you say. With a slight rearrangement. Now, wait a minute. Look, Remley, I guess I should thank Jackson for giving me my start in radio. Mm -hmm. So you might say, just say that I started with Jack Benny on the Jell-O program, and in my opinion, he's one of the funniest men in radio, and he'll always be because he's as solid as the Rock of Gibraltar. Apple polisher. <laughs> Never mind. Just write it down. I guess that's all, Blab. Okay, now let me have the notes, Mr. Remley. I'll get these items in every radio column in town. Mr. Harris, you just go home and wait till you see this afternoon's papers. Hey, Alice. Alice, I'm home. Oh, hello, Phil. How did you make out with Mulcahy? Oh, well, uh, uh, you see, honey, I didn't go to Mulcahy. I went to Frankie's press agent. Oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't get worried. Don't get... This time I took my time and I know what I'm doing. Oh, I told the guy exactly what I wanted printed and Frankie wrote it down just like I said. Mm -hmm. Oh, the afternoon papers will be out soon and wait till you see. Wait till you see what I said about you, honey. You see, the whole, the whole interview was about you. Oh, really, Phil? Tell me, honey, what did you say? Well, come here, baby. Snuggle up a little bit. <laughs> That's it. Get up close and I'll tell you. What are you doing here? I didn't order any groceries. I've come to defend you against the scoundrels, homemate. Do you know what, what was said about you by this, this fiend in almost human form? Now, wait a minute, <laughs> small fry. Don't talk to me. This is no time for words. This is time for action, and I'm going to teach you a lesson. Step outside with me, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the market and pyramid your avocados. 
Julius, behave yourself. What are you so upset about? You'll be upset, too, when you see what Mr. Harris said about you in this afternoon's paper. Oh, you got the papers, huh, kid? What do they say? Listen to this. It says, when asked about his home life, Phil Harris said, I have two children and my wife, Alice Faye, who looks old enough to be my mother. <laughs> now, wait a minute. That ain't what I said. Let me see the paper, Julius. All I did, Alice, was rave about your beauty. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I see. Listen to this. Mr. Harris said he's in love with his wife because of her unusual beauty. She has golden blonde hair, navy blue eyes, and red liver lips. <laughs> Alice, you've got to be reading that wrong. I didn't say anything. No, I am, huh? Well, then suppose you tried this paragraph here. Go this... on, right there. Although married to Phil Harris, one of the stooges on the show, Miss Faye is madly in love with the star, Frank Remlin. <laughs> Oh, it's a mistake, Alice. I didn't say any of those things. Now, Frankie's got them all twisted around. Well, that's why I'm mad. You're always listening to Frankie. If you'd gone to my publicity, man, this wouldn't have happened. Oh, I'm going upstairs before I lose my temper completely. But, honey, I never... I never... (laughs) Honey. (laughs) Now, she... (laughs) She won't have a thing to do with me. Keep quiet, cackle Everybody's against me Frankie louses me up again Alice is sore at me Now when Mr. Fitz sees this publicity He'll be sore too Oh, that Remley Thank goodness I still have my job with Jackson I wouldn't bet on that, Buster (laughs) I don't think Mr. Benny's gonna want you After what you said about him What did I say about him? Read this When asked his opinion of Jack Benny Mr. Harris said I think Jackson is as solid as a bowl of jello and as funny as the rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> oh, no, help. When Jackson sees this, he'll fire me, Julius. He'll fire me. Yeah, would he? <laughs> oh, shut up. Phil will be back in just a moment. Dandruff is inexcusable. Yes, dandruff is inexcusable because all dandruff can be removed with one application of Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Leading medical authorities say there are two kinds of dandruff. One is loose and flaky. It's the unsightly kind other people see. The second type clings to the scalp. It's the invisible, irritating kind you can feel. No other shampoo but Fitch is guaranteed to remove both kinds of dandruff completely. So be free of unsightly dandruff. Be free of invisible, irritating dandruff. Yes, be free of all embarrassing dandruff with Fitch. Fitch is the only shampoo made that's guaranteed to remove dandruff with the first application. And the Fitch guarantee is backed by one of the world's largest insurance firms. Remember, dandruff is inexcusable. So to remove your dandruff, switch to Fitch. Use it regularly each week. At drug counters, barber, and beauty shops, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Fitch is spelled F-I-T-C-H. This is Phil Harris again, folks. First of all, 
I'd like to thank my good friend, Lee Tracy, who was nice enough to come over at the last minute and play the role of the press agent, a role, as all of you remember, that he practically created in pictures. Incidentally, Lee has just finished two pictures, High Tide and I'll Tell the World. Lee, you were great, and thanks a lot for helping us out. Folks, Tuesday, April the 6th, is Army Day. The Army Nurses Reserve Corps is asking for 29,000 civilian nurses to apply for reserve commissions. The Army, traditionally a man's world, is no longer so. And a commission in the Army Nurses Reserve is a woman's step in assuring that a strong America is a peaceful America. Good night, everybody. Tune in next week when the F.W. Fitch Company again brings you the Fitch Bandwagon with Alice Fay and Phil Harris. This program was written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet and directed by Paul Phillips. Included in today's cast were June Foray, High Averback, and Eddie Fields. Alice Fay appears to the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. The part of Frankie was played by Elliot Lewis. Laugh a while, let a song be your style, you stitch Girls, for softer, shinier hair, use Fitch's new cream shampoo. It's made with purified lanolin and the finest olive oil. Lanolin to soften, olive oil for sparkling highlights. Try Fitch cream shampoo. Bill Foreman speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>